Hello and welcome to today's episode of Hooked on Homeschool. And today I'm so excited because I have the wonderful Candace. Now she is a homeschool mom. She's been doing it for 18 years, but she still has a 10-year-old. So she's got still quite a few ways to go. But not only has she been homeschooling, she also has created a micro school. So we are going to go into all about what a micro school is. Have you ever heard of that? It's not new, but it's kind of new to a lot of people. So we're going to go through the ins and the outs of everything micro school. Hi, friends. Are you ready to homeschool, but you're just not sure how to begin? Do you feel overwhelmed or frustrated with the public school and noticing that your child is constantly struggling or falling behind? Are you ready to say goodbye to that hectic and stressful weekday schedule and embrace a completely different approach? Do you find that your child is exhausted from those long days at school, followed by hours of homework at night? And are you constantly experiencing stress and overwhelm as a result? I'm here to share some great news with you. There is a better way, and it's called homeschooling. Experience quiet and peaceful mornings again. How about instilling a sense of joy and excitement for learning in your child? Witness their true passions unfold as you go on this fulfilling journey together. Welcome to Hooked on Homeschool. I am Dawn Janowitz, a homeschool mom, wife, podcaster, and online course creator. And I want to give you the clarity, the confidence, the freedom, and all the strategies to show you that it is possible to create an amazing homeschool experience that works for both you and your kids. So come on, ladies, let's go from hot mess express to fierce and fun, and let's get hooked on homeschool. Hey, Candice, how are you today? Hi, Don. I'm great. Thank you. You're welcome. So thanks for being on today's episode. And I'm so excited to talk to you so you can share what exactly is a micro school and tell us all what it's about. But before we get there, just tell us a little bit about your homeschool journey. And then we can kind of talk about exactly how you started the micro school and what it's all about. Sounds great. So yes, I have been homeschooling for 18 years and counting. It probably is longer because my oldest is 22 now, and we did not do preschool with her either. We kind of did a homeschool-ish preschool with some friends. Anyway, I never really thought that would be our journey, but you turn around and all of a sudden you go, wow, that was a long time, and we can't stop. We, we just keep going. I have six kids, and that in and of itself is a little crazy, but we love big families. My husband comes from a family of six kids, and I do as well, and so we thought that sounds like a what life is all about. Lots of excitement and personalities running around us. <laughs> so you've got lots of aunts and uncles and cousins and Christmases and Thanksgiving. That is just so big and fun. And like you said, the word exciting. Yes. <laughs> a little too big sometimes, but it's still fun. Oh, that's great. That's great. Okay. So you're still homeschooling, but uh, tell us uh, how many years ago you started this and why you started micro school and how you're actually helping other micro schools. Okay. So at about 10 years of homeschooling, I was going through a burnout phase and I ended up putting two kids into public school, which was the unthinkable. You should have heard the gossip going around. You won't believe what the Lambowers are doing. They actually put two kids in school. And that was kind of an embarrassing phase for me. I didn't really know how to handle that. I really want, if 
like fast forward now, I think I would have had a lot more options, but back then I felt like that was it for me. It's either stick your kid in school or homeschool. And so we ended up doing that. But the other four, I just kind of pulled back. I didn't really do as much out in the community as I used to. And after oh, a few months or so, I discovered a little tiny private school. It was up in Wellington. It was like an hour away. And I went on a tour of their place because somebody said, you need to go check this place out. And they said, it's nothing from the outside. You'll be totally blown away. And when I drove up and I parked outside, I was like, this place is a little weird. It was in an old sheriff's department in an old mall. There was nothing cool about the outside. And I was like, this was really recommended. Okay. So anyway, I went inside, I had a tour. I loved it. And the reason why is it was like, um, they focused on middle school, but it was third grade through eighth grade. And it was peaceful inside for a middle school. I know that was like the weirdest thing to think of, but I thought this feels like a homeschool co-op, but the kids are coming every day. The families all know each other because there was only like 35 kids in the whole school. Felt like a really great community where everybody knew each other and they were all really invested with each other. And so I just couldn't stop thinking about that experience. And I went home and I told my husband pretty much nonstop how much I loved it and that I wanted to move there <laughs> so that our kids could go to school. It was an hour and like, okay, we've lived here for a good long time. I don't really want to move. But anyway, I couldn't think of anything else except for this really great experience. And so I called up the owner of the little school and I said, it's kind of too far away. What do you think about meeting me and my husband for dinner? And you can give me some tips on what it would take for me to open a little school like that where I live. And she miraculously said yes, which I thought was unheard of, but she did. So we went out for dinner and we were there for a couple of hours and I came home and I had filled like almost an entire notebook, one of those cheap, you know, notebooks from Walmart. And I filled it up with just notes and things of everything that I had learned from that dinner discussion. And then fast forward a short period of time, I still couldn't figure out how to do it myself. Like my brain was just like going, 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 but I couldn't figure out how to get from A to B. And a short while later, she, maybe it was even just a few months, but she called me up and she said, you'll never believe this, but my husband has a job and an offer in another state. We're thinking about selling our little school. Would you be interested in buying it? And I was like, oh my gosh, that would be so amazing. So I wasn't really sure the ins and outs. And so I thought, well, how's about I go like three days a week? So I would go and I would volunteer my time there at the school, but I would sit kind of in the owner's office and I would see all the goings on of the school, like when there was a discipline problem, when the parents came in or when, you know, I just got to like be part of the woodwork. And I brought my two youngest kids with me just kind of on an adventure and it was really eye-opening. There was lots of things that I was like, oh, I didn't know it was going to be like that. And then other things I was like, this would be amazing. But it turns out my husband got offered some responsibility here where we live in Boca, right at the same time that we were supposed to close the deal on the purchasing the school. So it didn't turn out. And I bawled and bawled because I was like, that was going to be my ticket to amazingness. But I thought, you know, it's just all part of the journey. It's not going to work, but I can get it to work another way. And so I just started researching everything that I could. I found the word micro school at that time. I didn't know that it even existed. 
Because the one where you went to, that was a co-op. That was not a micro school. Well, it was, it was a tiny, tiny, tiny private school. It was a mom who decided she wanted a better education for her kids. So she started her very own private school and she started with 11 kids. Okay. So let's talk about what makes something a co-op, what makes something a micro school, and then what makes something a private school. So what made hers a private school and not a co-op or a micro school? So homeschool co-op is where the parents come and they kind of hang out and help do things. Sometimes you pay for teachers. Sometimes you don't. The parents step up and they do stuff. But a co-op is very, what would you say, kind of organic where people kind of give and take. And everyone kind of pitches in. Everyone kind of pitches in. Although, yeah, sometimes a lot of the times they're free-ish, like, like low cost. But then there's also ones that cost a lot because you're paying to like rent the church or the other facility that you're at. And sometimes you choose to have a specialist come in and you pay them for those kind of services. So that would be a homeschool co-op. Private school is where you actually register with the Florida Department of Education saying we are a private school. And then you have a whole new list of things that you need to do, like your bathroom requirements and the and yeah. Okay. So you're registered with the state. So you have to follow all of those uh, regulations that the state uh, requires. So the people that's going there, those 35 students, it's similar just to a private school. It's just very, very small. Yes. A private school, very, very, very small. And they also accepted homeschoolers there as well. So I think they had maybe two or three homeschoolers at the time that would come for a couple of days a week and just do some of their classes. So I was like, that's actually really kind of cool. Okay. So then what about the micro school? So micro school just means tiny school, but it can also be a homeschool program. It can be uh, a private school. It can be a charter school. It can be even public schools have portions where they break off and they'll say, this section over here is going to follow micro school type things, which is uh, the kids. It, it really is just exactly homeschooling. If you think about it, the kids are like self-led. They can pick and choose what things they want to study. They can go as fast or as slow as they need to. It's very individualized and lots of hands-on projects, lots of field trips. Because you're small and you're agile, you're able to move. And I always laugh. So the one year my kid did go to public school, they were like, well, you need to put him in gifted. And I was like, are you kidding me? This kid is not gifted. He's all over the place catching bugs and lizards. My kid is not gifted. And it turns out... It turned out he was, and I was thought that's the most funny thing I've ever heard of. But I realized that when they told me about what the gifted program was at the school, it was everything that I've been doing in homeschooling, just allowing them to pick and choose and do all that stuff. So I thought that was a real fun thing. That is so fun. Okay, so for for your micro school, so um, you can start it in your home. You can. Right? You could start it in a church. Yes. Okay. So um, talk about if someone wanted to start a micro school, what, what do they need to do? Uh, you know, it's kind of like with, with you, you went to that one school, you, had, you weren't even thinking of, you know, doing one yourself, but you were so excited of what you saw. So if a mom is not really happy with just sitting at home with her, with her own children, just doing schoolwork with them, she can actually create a micro school, right? Just in her home. So what are the rules and regulations? Tell me about what it is if someone wants to start one. There are so many 
options. It's kind of funny. So you know how homeschoolers don't like really being defined a certain way. We don't like lots of rules. We like to be able to do whatever we want. Micro schools are kind of in that category as well. And so you can have a certified teacher help or you can not. You can also have the parents be really involved or you can not. You can have drop off or you can have parents stay. I think the whole idea is just saying, hey, I really, really, really want this community for my child. Let's find a location that would be great to host this. The location is probably one of the biggest challenges of the micro school movement, because if you want to be a full on private school, the list is really long and complicated. And sometimes like you need to have a, a fire code or, or a fire alarm that can be pulled. But if the little tiny house that you're in, Everyone can hear when you say, hey, there's a fire, let's get out, but you still have to put it in. And that's like $50,000 to put in a fire pull down alarm. So anyway, those are some kind of those ridiculous things that you think it's a tiny, tiny micro school. We don't really need all of those things set up. Hi, friends. Are you wanting to homeschool, but you just don't even know where to start? If so, I have got some exciting news to share with you. Did you know that I have a free workshop that will help you get started with homeschooling? Plus, I'll give you valuable tips and insights to help guide you along the way. I invite you to visit Hooked on Homeschool, where I'll teach you how to create an amazing homeschool experience right now. Take this first step towards the incredible journey of homeschooling by visiting hookedonhomeschool.com. So you don't have to register your micro school with the government or anything. So if I wanted to start one, I would just call some of my homeschool friends and say, hey, let's all, I want to start a micro school. This is what I'm doing. I'm going to hire this teacher. Is it just one teacher to teach all subjects? That's how I am currently doing it. When I first started, I did it differently, but it was very costly. It cost a lot of money to pay everybody that I had in mind at the beginning. I understand. Yeah. So when you get the teacher, when you get a certified teacher, it's maybe somebody who left um, the public school system. And so now they're teaching. Now, what are the hours? Are they a Monday through Friday? Is it, you know, nine to three? What are the hours typically that micro schools will do? So typically micro schools are not the full week, although there are some that do. So my micro school that I do is four days a week, or we just say 20 hours, and you can put those 20 hours every you want. You can do three days a week, you can do five days a week, whatever you choose. But you kind of just work with the families and say, what works for everybody's schedule? Let's figure out. And it's typically, you know, like five or six families getting together saying, this is what we want to do. Let's do it. So it's more agile. You don't have to be a certified teacher either. You just need to work with a certified teacher, just like homeschooling. If you were to say at the end of the school year, you need to have all of your portfolios and everything checked off by a certified teacher. So it's just using what it's just be, it's just thinking outside the box, just saying going and sitting in a desk all day long to do school isn't helpful to anybody. <laughs> So you could say that your class is Monday through Thursday from nine to three, and you actually do it at your home, correct? I do currently, but I like to call it location free because we go to libraries sometimes. We have farm days, we have surf days. I go on tons of field trips. And I also don't want my neighbors to be like, why are there so many kids always over at their house? 
So maybe like one day a week at your house and then the rest is out and about? It's just flexible. I've also rented space from like, we first started in the Children's Museum in Boca. We did that for about a year and a half and then they went out of business. We couldn't do that. We've shared space at like a tutoring center. Yeah, I just feel like the place isn't the most important thing. Oh, that would be such a great idea, the tutoring centers, because aren't they kind of empty during the day? Yep, they're after school type thing. And they have desks, yep. but you could go there for like three hours and do a micro school. So so you don't have to register it with anybody. You just get some moms together and then you guys all decide on the fee. Does everyone decide on the fee together? Good. The way I did mine was I figured out what it was going to cost to pay all of the people that I had set up. And I also wanted to make it so that I didn't have to do it at my house all the time. So I charged a little bit extra so that I could say in the future when I decide to that we have enough going on that we can actually go rent space again, that I won't be having to start from zero again. That was the, one of the hardest things when I very first started was switching from free co-op homeschool mom to pay me to run these classes and services. So I had to kind of find like a new little tribe, but there are lots of other families out there. Like there's a lot of single moms who are super excited about the homeschooling movement, but they're working so much to just make it happen. And they love micro-schooling. So finding those stay-at-home parents that are working really appreciate this movement is, is kind of who the target audience is, if you think about it. There's also big families that they want to homeschool some, but they can't do everybody. And so they'll go, hey, a couple of days a week, we'll do over here, or we'll do a forest school. Forest schools are also micro schools. Anyway. So tell us a little bit about a forest school. There's a couple really cool ones where we live. So there's one in Delray Beach, and it's called Coco Plum Nature School. And then there's one in Fort Lauderdale off of Sunrise called um, Take Root. And I just went and toured Take Root. Oh my gosh, it's so picturesque and lovely. They're right near the Bonnet House. It's like this old historic house down in Fort Lauderdale, but they're outside like 90% of the time. They told me that the kids walk about two and a half miles a day. Oh my goodness, each and every day. That's great. I know. They're outside building and doing stuff and just, you know, exploring. And I don't know if you've ever read, read those books on how I can't remember what it's called. I was reading one earlier this spring. It was about the importance of the kids being outside and just soaking up nature. And I thought we need to do that more. Yeah, we sure do. Because being inside of a classroom and then letting out for just 30 minutes a day really isn't helpful. It's not good for kids. They need to get out and move and have their imaginations and play with friends and everything like that. So you have, you do your own micro school and then you also have a, a website that people can go to and find other micro schools, right? So tell us a little bit about that. That's one of my favorite things I did. And it also, it almost feels counterintuitive because when I very first started my little micro school, I thought, I don't want to share anybody who calls. I want them to all just come to my program because, you know, I was new. <laughs> But I really only have like a few, a few kids, like 10 kids. I can't really teach everybody. And also families that call, they live really far away. And I would say, well, did you know that there's a micro school literally like five minutes from where you live? And they'll say, what? I had no idea about that. So it was a couple of years ago, I decided to just start writing down all of the micro schools that I knew in the area and including like homeschool programs like Saints PE program and 
different like surf skate science and different programs that I knew that homeschoolers utilized. And I just wrote them all down on a list and I created a website and I thought, okay, I'm going to just start telling people about these. And the funniest thing happened is that the other micro schools were so excited to be on this list that they started recommending me to families as well. And then my program filled all up and I went, by sharing, I was able to receive and it was, it, and I also felt like I became part of a, a great community where we could call and ask each other like, hey, I'm thinking about hiring somebody to do this. What's a good price that I could pay somebody to do this? Or, you know, I don't know how to do this. Does anyone have a suggestion of a great field trip to go on? And so we would just kind of text. Yeah. Collaborate and get together. Yeah, that's so great. That's so great. So so now you have your, what is it called? Um, your micro school, which is called Tapestry Academy, right? And then you have the other website, microschoolflorida.com. And then that's where if someone is listening to this, whether they own a micro school or maybe they hear you and they're like, they're listening and saying, hey, I want to open a micro school. They can also go on there to get resources to help them do a micro school. For anybody who runs a program that the kids can come to, they can list their program for free. Even if it's online, I list programs for free and then just resources for microschooling, homeschooling. I've been homeschooling for such a long time. I just feel like it oozes from me. Well, you are the right person then to open up this whole new world. Even though it's been around for a while, this movement is really taking hold. People are really wanting to take their kids out of school, but don't feel like they can teach them, which I, I understand that, but you can, right? You can teach your own children, but maybe some people just have things they have to get done during the day and they don't know if they could be home. Having these different resources available, it's just another tool. I know we've talked about in a past episode how people say, if you're not homeschooling, if you're dropping your kids off or if you're, if you're using a co-op or if you're using a hybrid model, but if you're pulling your kids out of public school or even a private school and you are using a tool such as a hybrid or a micro school or a co-op, you are homeschooling. It's just helping you get to the end point. You are still self-leading their education. And if you are still leading their education, then you are homeschooling. And so micro schooling, there's no way that you're having standardized tests. You're having anything, any grading. There's no grading going on, right? So it is still homeschooling, maybe home learning, home educating, however you want to say it. So feel good about that, that you are still contributing to your children's education. You are still being their number one leader. You are still being their, their number one fan, and you are doing it right there alongside of them. Totally true. I was, I always like to refer to somebody directing an orchestra. So when you send your kids to school somewhere, public school, public school or private school, you're just saying, Hey, well, I picked this one place. It's going to be awesome. See you later. When you are homeschooling or microschooling, it's, you think of yourself in the conductor position. You're right there leading the music. You're like, okay, now the the violins come in and now the flute and now the drums, a little bit more of this, a little bit more of that, but you're directing everything and you're a lot more involved and you get to be in charge of how the music is played. Exactly. And you can, you have direct access to the teacher, which can make any rule that you want. If your child is going to a public school and you have an issue with the teacher, you have to take it up to the principal. There's so many layers. When you're in a small setting, there's there's not a whole lot of layers. And you can your child can feel more special. They can get more one-on-one attention. And ultimately, they can thrive more because they're not having all the distractions around them. 
They're not having that public school feeling that there's just so much going around them with lunch and the bells. They don't, a lot of kids just don't want to be around that. They want more of a smaller element and a big school with 20, 30 kids and everybody in the hallways and everyone at lunch, just all mingling together might really give a lot of people anxiety and they might not thrive in that. So a micro school, it seems like it would be such a great option. Before we wrap up, so go ahead and give us your website again and tell us how people can go on there and maybe find one or start one if they'd like. Yep. So my, the website for my little micro school is tapestryacademy.com. And we're in Boca Raton, Florida. And for the state of Florida, anywhere in the state of Florida, it's microschoolflorida.com. And there is a directory, free directory, and it's a great resource. We also have we also have that conference coming up this weekend. If anyone is interested, it's the Innovative Educators Conference, and it's in Coconut Creek, Florida, and it is free for families to attend. That is awesome. I'll definitely put a link to that as well. So thank you so much, Candice. I really enjoyed uh, interviewing you, and I hope that people understand that micro schools, co-ops, all these wonderful things that are popping up are there for us to help us homeschool our children whether you have them at home with you or you're able to use the resources out there to help you homeschool your children. So thank you so much, Candice. Thank you. (laughs) Bye-bye. Hi, friend. Before you go, I want to thank you for listening. And if you found this podcast helpful, I would truly be grateful if you could just take a moment and leave me a five-star review. Your review will help me improve and reach more listeners who could benefit from homeschooling. Until next time, keep exploring and discovering new ways to make your homeschooling a fun and enjoyable experience. Happy homeschooling!